Hey, it's Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman, and welcome to Mind Over Magic. Coming off the America's Got Talent finale, did you watch in full? What do you got? I watched uh, clips, and I saw the results. But uh, yeah, let's talk about that. And you were on the show. That's right. Uh, so that's fun. Plus, Behind the scenes. Plus, let's talk about me. I went to um, to Massachusetts for the weekend. I went home to there visit you some go. family. We should have led with that. <laughs> I was excited. I haven't seen family in like six months at all. No, no, I totally hear you. I so. believe it's been longer for me. Yeah. What oh. about your brother, though? Have you seen him? Yeah, he's still. Yeah, he's in Massachusetts too. So I got no. But little... I'm saying, have you seen him and not in six months? No, I haven't seen. Yeah, neither my mom nor my brother or niece or sister-in-law or anyone uh, wow. other than other than you know video calling. But that's not the same. Right. But right. In, it's the best in we got. Person. Though. Yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. how we're doing this. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, one day we'll do one of these in person. Yeah. One day. We'll see. Cool. <laughs> we'll see how Why that not? goes. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's. We'll get into that stuff. But let's talk about. The, I mean, you were just on television again. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. That's that's was, two COVID appearances. That's right. That's the, <laughs> the two times I worked <laughs> in the past six months. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, it was great. We have, for for those who missed it, it was a sort of a reality sketch segment uh, with Terry Crews that was pretty much. For his end of season package, they kind of sometimes do a little bit of a package for some of the stars of the show at the end of each season. And this was his package. And uh, who's more deserving than him? He's doing a great job as uh, as the host. You've seen him in action, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, I like him a lot. I, I've liked him in everything he's popped up in. I mean, even back to when I think I first saw him acting. I mean, obviously, he did a lot, a lot of sports before the acting career, but um but when he was showed up, I think he was the president in Idiocracy, which is no more. I mean, it's so perfect for what's going on in the world right now. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. It's it's a bizarre movie, but uh, it's worth checking out just to see how. I mean, this came out, you know, early 2000s, maybe. And just yeah. how much of it is like predicted the state of the world we are in right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it's wild. But anyway, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Terry Crews, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, all that stuff. But uh, being on um, on the new host of AGT is doing a great job, and you get to teach him magic, or that was the gag, right? Like he wanted to become the best magician on AGT. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, big shoes to fill. You know, Nick Cannon did a great job as the host. Mm-hmm. I thought for for I think he was the longest running host on the show. Yeah, I know it was. There was a time it was Springer and then Regis. Regis or I could have had yeah. that backwards, and then. Pretty much Nick Cannon, I think, took over after that. Yeah, and then Tyra Banks stepped in for a season or two, and now mm-hmm. she's off doing Dancing with the Stars. And Terry Crews just kind of hopped in and yeah. is, uh, I think he's really like genuinely enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, he's probably the person I saw on set the most because of the way it is. I talked a little bit about this last time, how everything is so COVID yeah, sensitive. Yeah, cautious so everything is kept really really separate normally it's like a a homecoming event for me it's fun to go and see the people that i've worked with on the show for the past six years whether it be stagehands or stage managers Mm -hmm. or producers or um judges whatever 
uh, this time there really was very little contact with most of the people there because of COVID. So yeah. the person I probably spent the most time with uh, was Terry. And we shot it on two different days. The the, mm. the scene that was at night and the scene that was at day uh, during the daytime were two different times. So as you know, in TV, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah. So, you know, we got to kind of just shoot it for a little bit and uh, get to know each other a little bit. And just from my perspective he just couldn't be a nicer guy oh, really that's so great to hear that's all yeah. people want to know right is if they're nice people <laughs> off screen couldn't have been nicer yeah couldn't have been nice he, he just seems like he couldn't be a nicer guy and he's he's kept in touch since then even oh sweet um just uh really awesome to work with i can imagine he's a joy to have on set every day hosting mm-hmm. the show and you know we talked a little bit about the situation of what's just kind of going on in the world and how it just really affects everything yeah he's there working right doing doing that gig which is mm-hmm. kind of the first gig he was able to do since yeah. since covid but yeah. you know no speaking engagements none of, of all that stuff that we're all ancillary stuff that in show business we're used to kind of being part of what we do you know we're all going through that same similar thing whether we're in show business or something else yeah. it's kind of, it's really strange it is very strange but uh, I want, I'm, cu- I'm curious about this segment, too, because the gag is you're teaching him how to be a magician and you go through different uh, things to focus on. And I just want to see if this lines up with your actual prioritizing of the things that are important to magic. Because <laughs> you start with one first thing to become a magician, not the tricks, not the effects, but style. <laughs> You gotta have the style first. <laughs> well, if you notice, I don't I don't list any of the um, pieces of advice that none of them have an order. No. <laughs> That's intentional. Because, you know, there's a chance they wanna put them in the order that they want. So I don't say number one, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. Number two, yeah. I was very cognizant of the fact that I was just giving general <laughs> tips and that they would they would then, Edited you know, any way they wanted for the game. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. In, in their 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 comedy uh, or sketch team or whatever you want to refer to it, their writers are going to arrange it in a way that works best for the yeah. for the bit. So I, I just loved style. And then we see a montage of Terry trying on different bizarre magic costumes. <laughs> from well, that's it. I, to I base, acolyte yeah, I, to tux like a traditional magician. Yeah, I tried to come up with uh, things that would have a visual cut to because, sure. you know, you're going to say, yeah. hey, make sure you do X, Y, Z. And then they're going to cut to him attempting to do those things. Right. Exactly. So I tried <laughs> to give little pieces of advice that would uh, give them lots to work with when they kind of mm-hmm. cut to whatever he is going to try and sort of him being willing to make a fool of himself for the yeah. sake of the yeah. bit. Yeah. Kind of come up with some for things that had a visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Then you had the showmanship, and he, he. For those of you who haven't, you check it out. Well, I, I think I've already uh, on the social media retweeted it or reposted it, so you can see the clip. But uh, you, he then uh, you say showmanship is important, and what does he do? He he handcuffs Howie, and then the trick fails, and then he tries to do something for Heidi and Sophia, uh, and Heidi ends up doing the trick. But the, my favorite part from these segments is the term. Alakazi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. I love just the riffing on. He, he just wanted to rhyme. He thought it all has to. He's like, Alakazam, Alakazi. I'm the best magician in AGT. Like, yes. He became and that reminds the, me. He became the Riddler is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And then Heidi took that over. I, I yeah. guess we should mention also some appearances like you mentioned uh, Howie, but also Heidi and Sophia. Yeah. And she did a sort of Alakazi magician Heidi yeah. sort of rhyme yeah. thing. <laughs> 
But she was great in it. And then I got to say my favorite part of this entire segment is the thing you filmed at night. <laughs> Why is that now? It's after Terry Crews is dejected. Just yep. the way you enter the frame <laughs> is, uh, it's, uh, it's, you, you, you go, you know, what's wrong, Terry? And he's like, huh? And then it pans over to you with this mystical music. I said, what's wrong, Terry? <laughs> It's yeah, like, I, it's like that moment in movies, right, where there's like this magical mentor that's like, yeah. who knows if they're really real? Like, I pictured this as like you're all in Terry's imagination. You're not actually there. A guardian <laughs> angel. Yeah, <laughs> you, that's kind of what they were go- we were going for. Is the sort of guardian <laughs> angel of uh, of Terry's magic, so to say. That made me laugh out loud so hard. <laughs> I'm <happened>. so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. And I think that was actually the first take. Uh, we did it a few, but I mm-hmm. think that was the very first one that they used there yeah. uh, from, from my memory. Who knows? I mean, it right. all blends together. But as you know, we kind of, you, you riff on the script and yeah. then they, they use what, what works best for the bit. One of the things that he was doing as I sort of approached him with the what's wrong, Terry, he started, <laughs> you know, venting on all of the magic that went wrong because all of sure. the stuff with handcuffing Howie to the desk mm-hmm. was shot previously. So he's telling me, he says, you know, I handcuffed Howie to a desk and I couldn't get him out. And and (laughs) my response there was, well, that was probably for the better. (laughs) That's good. But well, apparently it wasn't good enough to use. Yeah, you know, (laughs) they didn't use any of the venting. They didn't use most of that. But, you know, you have fun, you do what you can. And then and then all the, the stuff that's best for the bit stays in. But uh, he he got he almost broke when I said it, which oh, I was good. proud of. Yeah, that's why I'm telling you about it because he kind of I couldn't tell you know he, he was I could tell he's trying not to laugh anyway. That's always um, fun. I remember doing like theater growing up, and that was like when things got super loose after like your fourth fifth performance. Like you you'll start to try and mess with the other people on stage with you, and you know say a line in a different way or ad lib a little bit to see if they can keep their composure and not break. That's always a blast. <laughs> Yeah, and and this is one of those things where it kind of starts that way from the get go because mm-hmm. it, it is all there's really no there are no lines per se, it's it's mostly unless it's a really highly choreographed part like what's wrong Terry yeah which is like where the camera needs to pan over exactly at this time you need mm-hmm. to feel the camera when it comes in and yeah. say the line again when it gets to you, but the dialogue back and forth is almost fully improvised just from an outline, you know? Absolutely. I think that's an important thing to note too, because I've seen people comment on reality shows that like in the credits, they have writers, but like in terms of actual writing, it's not like they're writing dialogue or things for you to say. All they're doing is really trying to sculpt a storyline around things. And then when you have a bit like this, that's like a pre-recorded little fun little thing, then it's like, yeah, they're just, they're really just content producers. It's like, it's like if these YouTube videos or, or prank Facebook videos have writers, they're just determining what they're going to be doing on those videos, really. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a but- good distinction. Absolutely. No, I have to say I had a blast. I had an absolute blast doing it. Much less pressure than, say, uh, performing. Although we did sharp poo to that. What, what, what not, word not, are you trying to say? Not sharp poo to that. Uh, we <laughs> shot part of that <laughs> when it was already there. But it, it, does, uh, it does take the stress off when you're shooting something like that versus a, a live hit where you're yeah. performing magic or singing or whatever it is that yeah. the, that you're performing. 
Um, what a blast it is. What a great show. I want to get into, obviously, the talent on the show that we saw this right. year. And But before um, before we do that, can I just talk about, can we talk about the big magic trick you teach them at the end? Oh, yeah, please. Let's <laughs> dive into that. Just because after Terry's dejected, he's messed up for Howie, messed up with Heidi and Sophia. You want to show him the real magics within him. And what does he do? He, <laughs> he turns lights on. <laughs> so what you can't basically what's going on there, and I guess I guess in the final cut it's framed a little differently, yeah. was that like um if you picture like Bewitched, if you picture mm-hmm. Samantha the, mm-hmm. who she does the little nose the twitch nose and twitch, magic yeah. happens. Yeah. I mean I didn't do a nose twitch, but basically the I was controlling the lights gotcha. and making him feel as mm-hmm. if he was the one mm-hmm. who did it. Yeah, I got it. I got um, it. Now, I don't think it was in the final. I don't know if that was what came across. I think it was just instead, maybe he did do it. Maybe I think it was more ambiguous in the final right. cut. Is that right? It was a little ambiguous because I think at the end, when you snap your fingers at the end, it's really you who did it. That's what they're doing. It's, or, or I don't know, the other magician could have been the light switch operator. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess it's open to interpretation, which sure. I guess is the best possible outcome. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he made a light show happen at the end, and that uh-huh, was uh, uh-huh. symbolic of him believing in himself and the magic Got happening. Got it. It's cute. It was cute. I mean, it's all <laughs> it's all silly. The whole spot's silly anyway. <laughs> well, that, that the funniest part was how much he really committed mm-hmm. to being impressed by the light show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? He was, he was wowed. <laughs> yeah, in the same way I had to play the straight man and in, in telling him, you know, one of the most important things right off the top is style. <laughs> exactly. Without a wink at all. You know, yeah, I had yeah. to really just deliver that. The first thing you want to pay attention to is style. Yeah, you know? that's so funny. <laughs> so. Cool. Uh, we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the winner of AGT uh, because the fin- finale happened, results, new COVID era was a season 14 winner. Is uh I hope I get his name right. Brandon Leak, is that right? I believe we're on season fifteen, but oh. Brandon Leak, yeah. Brandon Leak, slam poet, one America's Got Talent. Amazing. Unbelievable. Awesome. Uh I was I was very excited by the result. You? <laughs> yeah, that I mean that's I, I was thrilled because I mean after magic got eliminated, all tangentially magic mystery arts uh were gone after the semifinals. The finals was just Mostly singers, seven act singers, and you know I think there was like one variety of stunt guy, a dancing group, and a slam poet. And the fact that a singer didn't win because I mean that's the biggest complaint I see a lot when it comes to the show is like always a singer is gonna win. Most of the winners, other than a few magic acts, have been singers, you know. Uh, and people say there's other reality shows for singers, and and I understand the argument against that too, where it's like there's age limits and so forth that can't go on those other reality shows. But the fact that an uh, act that uh, I would never have guessed out of the gate would win, uh, but they won, and that's awesome, uh, a slam poet. That's really cool. Yeah, and you and I are very familiar with slam poetry to a degree because mm-hmm. it's yeah, part of our uh, our world that we've seen at these college conferences for yeah. years. Yeah, that was always a featured uh, you know showcase spot when we're getting ready to do our thing and show a little sample of our show to hopefully get some college buyers to book us uh we'd be waiting in the wings and uh you know a slam poet would come up and 
it's tough to follow. I'll tell you, <laughs> it's really tough to follow those emotional, passionate, uh, you know, poetry that they're reading and telling. It's, it's crazy to think about it because it's really not all that mainstream. It's not something I was really familiar with until we got involved in that stuff we were doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but wow, in front of a live audience, did it kill? And I yeah. mean, now obviously it will become more mainstream. The winner of America's Got Talent yeah. is uh, is a poet. But like you said, very difficult act to follow because they generally got the, the good ones that we had seen got rousing reactions mm-hmm. from from the college audiences. Yeah. Really, yeah. really something. Now, what do you say to the people? Because I think the the naysayers on this decision have been saying this isn't a Vegas act, right? They're saying, I wouldn't want to, to go to Vegas to see this type of thing. It's, you know, something people normally say uh, they see at like a coffee house or, you know, a little hippie, uh, hipster trendy area or the like big competitions that are geared towards slam poetry. Um but not necessarily when you think Vegas, you're thinking slam poetry. What do you say well, to those people? Well, I would say, you know, most reality to- show TV sh- winners, whether it be America's Got Talent, what have you, aren't Vegas acts necessarily, it didn't, nor should they be, right? Yeah. I mean, Darcy Lynn mm-hmm. is an amazing young ventriloquist right. and has a, a, a wonderful career, but she's not a Vegas act, nor mm-hmm. does she maybe desire to be, right? Right. Um, she's doing just fine doing what she's doing, mm-hmm. as you could say for, for many others. So I don't know that it needs to be a Vegas act. I mean, if you look at Maybe he's the next, and this is going to sound weird because of the religious connotation. That's not what I mean by it. But look at someone like Joel Osteen. Mm, yeah. Are you familiar with him? Uh, the uh, Sort of. He's a preacher in a, in a yeah. giant uh, Lakewood church in Texas, and it's televised, and it's tens of thousands of people prior to COVID go and listen to him speak. And, and I mean, and from my perspective, it's, it's more about him being a motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah, he's an I could extremely see, talented one. <laughs> I could see him going that direction where you know people want to be moved by you know a spoken word, you know. But um, but I think also the 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 clarification is a lot of people think that headlining your own Vegas show as the prize of the show is uh, a Vegas residency. But as we know, it's like you and a handful of others that actually have Vegas residencies. And uh, they're really just talking about this AGT variety show that, you know, pops up for a few days and you headline in Vegas, which is great. Is that happening in COVID? I have no idea. I have no idea. They announced it on the show. They said the star, they said, you know, the winner of the $1 million and the star of the headline show in Vegas is. Yeah. And that's, and I went, huh, weird. When is that going to (laughs) be? That's, that was my question too. (laughs) You know? So, well, I guess we'll see. Or maybe it's a delayed thing when it's a little safer to have gatherings or, or maybe there'll be a Zoom AGT variety show. Did you? See, <laughs> I hope. Can not. you imagine? <laughs> did you see Usher's performance on the finale? I did not. No, that was. Why not did one you of the not clips. go back? You missed it because it was right in the beginning. Why did you not go back and watch that? You're not an Usher guy. No, I literally saw the results in your <laughs> clip. That was honest. it. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole show. <laughs> uh, you know who Usher is? Yes, I am aware of Usher. Okay. Um. He announced a Vegas residency after his appearance as well. I did hear about that, yes. Which is Caesars Entertainment. 
mm-hmm. our great partners at Caesars Entertainment. And uh, but it's interesting. Like yeah. I, I'm not sure about this, but I'm thinking Usher hasn't done like a major U.S. tour, or certainly not a Vegas residency in the recent past. Mm-hmm. So it seems like an interesting time to confidently announce one starting in uh, mid 2021. Yeah, yeah. I right? think I think just people are trying to be positive that the world's going to be different than it is right now next year. Yeah. But I think everything's still up in the air. I mean, those days can be pushed back, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, if it's not safe. So, well, I mean, I, I think we'll just have to see. It's interesting because I was thinking about this, too, was the contestants that were on this year. Like, even if you don't win the grand prize, one of the benefits of going on that show is your notoriety, your uh, public appearances, that you can capitalize on. Like when after I did the show, I got a lot more bookings in person in the co- in the markets I was already doing, but also branching out in the other markets. Uh, and I know the same for you. Uh, you know, you bump up your fee, you do a lot more, and you really capitalize on it. I feel bad for the contestants that are on the season because they don't really have that opportunity with no live events going on right now, really, to really make the best of this and really kind of get as much money coming in before the next season starts. That's always the nice goal because you don't never want to be forgotten about by the time the next season starts, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's true for even music artists, you know, where they're not relying on record sales like they were in the Mm -hmm. days of the past. Even that, the way these artists make a living is live performance. And you're, you're absolutely right. It really does make it for an interesting window of time to capitalize on uh, this uh, uh, outrageously good platform. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's, it's trying to drive people to their social media now and like putting up videos on YouTube just to keep that fan base you acquired uh, Mm -hmm. interested. Uh, It'll be really interesting to see how, how these contestants try and capitalize and yeah, well, move forward. Since we should, uh, since he's not doing live events, we should get Brandon Leak on the cast. Sure, that'd be great. I would love mm-hmm. to talk to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing what what he can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's really a writer. He's really a writer, right? Yeah. I mean, is that what his talent is, writer? It's writing and the performance of it. You know, True. there's definitely so, uh, yeah. a performance art. Performance art for sure. And he did not have the same cadence. Have you seen his performances? I've caught cl- little snippets, but I've been impressed with everything I've seen. Um, it did but, not appear he had the same cadence as the ones we've seen in right, the past. Yeah, I know you've you've played around a little bit, not actually writing up full poems. We've to joked recite, about this, but yeah, there's a there's a cadence with slam poetry that we we tend to see over like it's kind of just when you analyze any art form, you start to see the the tricks of the trade, uh, the the p- things that make one successful in their art form. And, uh, you know, seeing so many in the, in the, those conferences we go to, we started to see them over and over again. I'm like, Oh, they're, they're slowly, gradually building up to getting a little bit louder, a little slower to emphasize the point. And yes. then they come down and then yes. they go faster. But it, it, it is really fascinating to see how they manipulate that rhythm and that and rhythm and melody and tone of their voice and how much emotion that drives into the audience because of it. It's really, really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you awesome, going to recite man. some of your slam poetry right now, Matt? 
Oh, well, I don't have my uh, my poetry notebook nearby. Okay. So okay. Unfortunately, I'm unable to deliver on that. I feel bad about it because I, I know you asked me to bring it because you really wanted to hear it. I did. So. I did. <laughs> you keep it by your 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 bed at night to well, check just, down yeah, your ideas. One by the bed, one in the bathroom, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one yeah. normally right here by the podcast microphone, but I don't know where it went. So. Now, have you ever thought about doing, uh, I know in your show you have a rhyming poem. For your for your cups and balls, which I did write. You did write. Um, have you thought about doing it slam poetry style? Why do I feel like we've talked about that once? I <laughs> feel we? like we did. I don't think we have. <laughs> I feel like we did. Oh man, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I can pull that off. I think. Who knows? I mean, I might not even remember the poem. It's been six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 195 days since my last live show. Oh, wow. But speaking of, you're nominated. You're nominated what? for a Best of Las Vegas award. That's this going is on crazy. in 2020. This is crazy. And I've seen some people campaigning yeah. to get a 2020 award for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the best uh, show in Vegas or whatever the different categories are, yeah. which just seems like a funny... Uh, you know what? By all means, by all means, please. How do how do we vote? We go to bestoflasvegas.bestoflv.com. What is the? I love know? that you don't even know your own award. <laughs> I figured if anyone would know, it's you. <laughs> um, Best of Las Vegas award. If you Google that, I'm sure you can find it. Uh, and you can vote. I'm looking right now. Best of okay. Las Vegas award, 2020. <laughs> yeah, and you get. We were. I think we're nominated in. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you how many categories, but there are a few. Probably best magic show and best um, non musical headliner. Non musical headliner is that really one? I don't know, but I think that's the, that was the category you've won in the past. I well, that was a different <laughs> different organization, but oh, yes, okay. I, I've got maybe two or three of those, which is always best non musical headliner. I love that one. It looks like uh, votebolv.com. Vote B-O-L-V dot com and just check off Matt Franco across the board on anything we're, yeah. we're nominated for. If you like uh, me in the show. Yeah. Magic show is one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just lost the list. Oh, this is not a well-designed site. You're going to have to do some work here, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else would you, are you under production show, you think? Yeah, you're yeah, under production yeah, probably. show. We, we, I th- believe we've won production show in the past as well as magic show. Sh- um, showroom? No. We ha- we, I believe we won showroom last oh, year, Oh, yeah, actually. it's there, Matt Franco Theater. Oh, there you go. Uh, let's see, female review. uh no but you are under family friendly show yes yes Uh, ever since you took all those curse words out of your show i implore you to (laughs) to to vote for us absolutely even because you know what we did do a couple months of shows in 2020 yeah so it counts absolutely it does count um but how how do you feel if you win one of these awards and it does say 2020 a year that i think no one's gonna forget I think it's better off just leaving 2019 on the billboards that are there now. (laughs) And then people will be like, oh, he must have done a lot of shows in 2019. Because if you have the 2020 award, they'll be like, this might have been the only show Uh, nominated in 2020. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or maybe just like Sharpie in one and assume you're going to win it for 2021 as well. (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's a good idea. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead, help Matt out. Go to votebolv.com and uh, thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. Click through those uh, categories, the ones we mentioned, and click Matt Franco. Uh, yeah. It's always help helpful to get some awards. Uh, I know it always is good to boost the visibility. But, uh, but also another way you can help out is to uh, rate and review our podcast you're listening to right now. Like, write Please. a review. If you like it, five stars on all of the platforms you may be listening on. It, it helps. It helps us get listeners. And uh, we're just trying to build this community and get, you know, we like hearing from you. Uh, we like hearing feedback because, you know, sometimes it feels like me and Matt are talking to a void. But we're fine with that. We like just talking to each other as well. <laughs> Welcome to the nature of uh, virtual shows, right? It always just feels like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it does have that feeling from the performer's standpoint that you're kind of performing for no one, even if there are a thousand people watching. It's like it, it just feels different. Yeah. yeah. So, Matt, are you ready for a riddle? Yeah, I think I am. All right. Time for diddle me this. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles! Riddles. All right, so uh, this is one that I wanted to do for a long time, but I haven't found the, uh, like the actual wording of this one I remembered from childhood. I found variations of it online, and I didn't like the variations. So I kind of wrote it the best I could from memory and spruced it up a little bit because, you know, to make it a little bit more exciting. So I, I hope it still works. I'm just giving you that as the caveat. Okay. So here's your mm-hmm. riddle, Matt. Are you ready? Born ready. Okay. One night, the king and the queen decided to escape the castle and sail their private boat on the nearby lake for some fresh air. Upon returning to dock, three people got off the boat. There wasn't anyone on the boat when they first embarked on their journey, nor did they stop to pick up any passengers. How is this possible? All right. Right off the bat, please, let's get a reread on that. (laughs) Right off the bat. All right. One night, the king and the queen decided to escape the castle and sail their private boat on on the nearby lake for some fresh air. Upon their returning to dock, three people got off the boat. There wasn't anyone on the boat when they first embarked on their journey, nor did they stop to pick up any passengers. How is this possible? Got it. You got it already? The queen's pregnant. Oh, oh, interesting take. Uh, I will say uh, no babies were born as well. I'll add that to the caveat here. Oh. (laughs) That would there be goes. a very memorable boat trip. <laughs> there goes that theory. So the queen is not pregnant. Can you verify yeah, that? The queen is not pregnant for this to work. Okay. King and queen go on the boat. Private boat. They go for a little excursion. And three people get off the boat. This is one of these ones, if you've heard it before, it seems so obvious but if you haven't, I can imagine this being very difficult. Hmm. Let me see if what I'm saying is true. Okay. King and queen get on the boat. They go for an excursion. They return to the dock. Three people get off the boat. Is that all true? The, the, everything you said is factually correct. But I'm missing something 
right? Okay, let's hear it again from <laughs> yeah, the official yeah, source. Yeah, okay, let's great. hear it again. One night, the king and queen decided to escape the castle and sail their private boat on a nearby lake for some fresh air. You should already have it by now. Wait, you whoa, don't whoa, even okay. need everything else. <laughs> All right, let's hear that first line again. <laughs> I'm trying to do it in a way that doesn't give it away, too. Don't give it away. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Try to continue to do that. I'm trying to do it, read it the exact same delivery. One night, the king and the queen decided to escape the castle and sail their private boat on the nearby lake for some fresh air. This is one of those ones that's so, it's like so obvious when you know it like i said and it gives me delight but it's also like i'm trying not to ruin the the cleverness of this i feel like i'm having a hard time focusing today uh, uh <laughs> let's hear that sentence one more yeah. time i gotta really pay attention go slow one night the king oh, and I the queen it. i hate it <laughs> i oh, i'm so upset I'm so upset. This is a, what, what's the answer, Matt? K-N-I-G-H-T. Yes, this is one of those ones that is perfect for a podcast because you cannot have it written out because you have to speak it out loud because it's literally one night, the king and the queen. Those are three people right there, but we make the assumption that it's evening, right? Uh, so obviously, I, every time I'm reading it, I'm staring at the K-N-I-G-H-T, so I'm trying right. not to give it away. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a riddle I heard when I was really little and I just loved it back then. And, uh, for some reason it stayed with me and I was like, I, I think I, this is perfect for the podcast. I, I may have even heard this one before and still couldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good one. I hate it and I love it at the same time. I know, I know, I mm -hmm. know. And it makes sense too, because you have to put it back in medieval times for it to make sense with the one Absolutely. night and everything like that. So uh, all the context clues are there. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So well done, Matt! Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles! Are you ready for a trivia question? I think we are, but first... Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Trivia, pressure, trivia. Man, we are a, a polished show right now. <laughs> so polished. Going from the song cue to song cue. I love it. Um, now, this uh, harkens back to our reality television discussion. We did a little talking about AGT. This is going to be a little trivia. Okay. A little change from what we normally do because it's not multiple choice. Mm. It's, uh, well, you kind of have to put things in order a little it's bit. fill in the blank. No. <laughs> it's it. Uh, it's an yeah, American a, Idol question. A range. Oh, it's American Idol. Uh-oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And -hmm. uh, it has to do with chronology. Okay. Not dates, but chronology. Sure. All right. I, I know a couple of the winners, and I have a feeling it's about the winners here. Uh, you are right onto <laughs> it already. So put these American Idol winners <sighs> in chronological order, beginning with season one. Okay. Do there I, are only four. Do I? Oh, okay. Okay. I'm good, only going to give good. you four. Yeah. A. I'm Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks. Heard of her. I have no idea when she was on the show. B. Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Okay. I feel like they were around the same time, so that's going to be tricky. C. 
Fantasia Barino. Oh my god. This is uh this is hard. <laughs> D Kelly Clarkson. Alright, so number one is Kelly Clarkson. I could even give you season two. Ruben Stuttered. With uh Clay Aiken in the second place. Then I will it, not confirm or deny anything until we get to the bottom of all these. Then it gets shaky. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> after the zeitgeist and the excitement of the new show was on the air, I think I stopped watching after season two. Okay, fair enough. Although I did follow, or at least, you know, was aware of the winners that came up at a time. I want to say, I don't think you would have given me it in reverse order or order. <laughs> I think that's that's uh, trying to play game theory here. Oh, I'm going to get this one wrong. I know it's Kelly Clarkson to start. I'm going to say next. I have the feeling Fantasia came next. And then it's just the order of Jordan and Carrie. And I'm going to say... Uh, yeah, I'll say Jordan, then Carrie. I don't know. That's my final answer. I okay. think it's wrong. I think it's Kelly, Fantasia, Jordan, Carrie, although I think the last two might be swapped, but I locked it in. So I locked in the same answer as you, and I gave you them the A through D, A, B, C, D, in the same order they are in the trivia book I'm referring to on for this one. Yes. And uh, Kelly Clarkson is correct. Yeah. Fantasia Barino, season three, by the way. Yeah. I had a feeling she was early, yeah. So right after when you start getting shaky, that is <laughs> yeah. correct. Then it goes in 2005, Carrie Underwood. Ah, okay. 2007, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Sparks. Now, I locked in the same answer as you, and I'm not going to lie. I had the same theory. It can't just be the reverse order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I swapped those two probably for that reason because I wasn't sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I got half credit. Yeah, half credit is that that's what you get. Do I yep. get I get point five like a like a half a ding? You get yeah <laughs> ding We're gonna need some sound effects for this segment. We, yeah, why? My I me doing them with your mouth audibly is not good enough. <laughs> no good. That was great. That was a tough question. Uh um, that was pretty good. But I think yeah, I think uh I think I was close. You were very close. And, oh, yeah. and when I'm wrong, I know when I'm wrong and how I'm wrong usually. <laughs> Do we do we close that out with the song again, or do we play sure? That let's do oh, it. Let's do it. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, 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 trivia, pressure, trivia time. Before we change topics, I, I was know just we gotta, I was just go gonna ahead. say on that is uh, I, I'm always happy to play the song because I know our audience listening at home is mixed on the trivia theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we got a winner. My brother had a winner with the riddle one, but uh, the, the trivia one has been divisive. <laughs> I, I was not aware of the divisiveness of the trivia song. I know it creeped the heck out of Michael Kent, our very first guest, yeah, but yep. other than that, I didn't know. Um, before we before we jump topics, though, I want to just touch base on a couple of the reality things, because yeah. now we're seeing other reality shows. I don't know if you've seen any of this. I just want to... I, I got to get some... Bounce this off. You see what you think. Okay. Dancing with the Stars. Have you ever watched the show? I have watched it, yes. Okay. Have you seen this season at all? I know of one contestant on it. But you, I'm just saying, have you seen the show at all? Have you seen a clip from the season? I, not from this season, no. Okay. So they're rocking the show, no audience. Makes sense. Oh, weird. But it's exciting that they're able to come back and do a show, yeah. right? Yeah. So well, One thing like, I know is the contestant 
because at the height of this, which seems so long ago because it came out at the start of uh, the pandemic, was the popularity of Tiger King and Carol Baskin, who's oh, right. in that documentary. Is a, right. I know she's dancing on the show. Yes. Um, I just, I just want to just poke at a little bit how different shows are handling yeah, being able to operate in the pandemic. So sure. obviously AGT virtual audience, mm-hmm. um, the voice back at that time had contestants at home as did idol, right. uh, dancing with the stars. They're all there in person. No audience at all. No virtual, mm. just, just pumped in crowd noise. Like, like uh, a, football, like football at Allegiant stadium here yeah. in Vegas. Exactly. Um, now mass singer, are you familiar with the show? I mean, that should be the most COVID compliant, right? It's in the name. (laughs) One would think. (laughs) So I'm confused. It was taped, I believe, during the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. and it appears that the uh, Ken Jeong and Nicole Scherzinger, the 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 Robin Thicke, they're separated a little bit more than usual. They're not really judges, though. They just kind of comment and guess. (laughs) But go on. I'm sorry. Say that again. Oh, I was just saying, like, I called them judges, but they're not really judging anything. They're just kind of commenting and guessing, I guess. I don't. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the panel, the yeah, celebrity the panel, panel that's great. appears to be more spaced out. Mm-hmm. But there's like the audience is not where they normally are. Sure. But they they are showing very randomly. They'll cut to audience members. And sometimes you'll see audience in the dis- audience in the distance behind oh, interesting. the panel. But I'm wondering. I'm wondering if the whole audience is fake, mm. like because they're never sh- they're never cut. The audience is packed together. Are you thinking that they um, brought in an audience after the fact, and they had to cut to them like they cut to you for your cake worship? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it's the opposite. I think oh, yeah. they're just maybe from the previous seasons. But it's such an interesting yeah. thing because. I, I, and I Googled it just to see if anyone else was talking about this. No right. one was talking about it. Oh, interesting. I'm so confused. The audience is packed together like sardines. Yeah. But I don't think they're really there because they never sure. will cut like during a song and show the audience singing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just it's just like stock footage that they're putting in. From their own from show, their own I show. believe. Yeah. I believe. But what a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And um, then there was another show that premiered after it called I Can See Your Voice, which was an intriguing format. Mm. Cool concept. I don't know hosted, anything about this show. Hosted by Ken Jeong. Uh, I think you'd find an interest in it. I found it to be very entertaining in the first episode. There's a, a contestant that comes on and tries to win 100 grand um, based on seeing people, not knowing whether or not they can sing. So like someone will come on and say, I'm a rock climber. And then someone will come on and say, I'm a football player. I'm a golfer. And they mm-hmm. lip sync. And those who can sing are lip syncing to their own voice. Oh. And you have to figure out, is that the real voice or, and those who can't sing are lip singing to someone who can sing. And you have to figure out which voice, whether it's their real voice and they can sing or not. It's pretty entertaining the way oh, they build it interesting. up. But now I'm trying to remember if there was an audience for that. I think there was, but again, mm-hmm. I don't know how they're faking it, if they're faking it. And I, and I don't understand the, I don't understand the acknowledgement of, okay, are we pretending this is happening right. taped before the pandemic? I'm confused. Yeah. It's, it's hard when you it. don't call that elephant in the room. Right. You know, if it's supposedly lived or at least saying, you know, this was pre-taped or having some article at least about it, you know, that would, for those who are curious to Google, uh, yeah. you know, see when this occurred. 
Right. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What is the goal here? Is the goal that when we look back a few years later, we'll watch this and forget that it was the pandemic year? I'm not sure. Yeah. Do they syndicate these shows? Because I wonder if that plays into factors of if, you know, they do reruns and, you know, they don't want to have everyone with the masks and, you know, just to remind them of the world we're in right now. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe it maybe it betters your chances for some sort of syndicate syndication options and things like that. Yeah. That's a good point. But although I know with some sitcoms, because this happened to How I Met Your Mother when they started syndicating it, is they went in digitally and changed things. Uh, They were doing it to sell ad revenue. So, like, you'd watch this old episode of How I Met Your Mother, and some of the posters in the background would be digitally replaced with current ads as you watch the show. It was bizarre. It was so bizarre to watch that. But I'm thinking if they took that same technology and took like a COVID season of one of these shows and it got syndicated or whatnot, you just digitally remove the masks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you got Can a you bad imagine? like Batman versus Superman thing with Henry Cavill's uh, mustache that they tried the, to CGI away. <laughs> the post-production on that would be so difficult <laughs> if you have a whole audience wearing masks and you have to digitally remove them. Yeah. Well, I had that idea when this first came out for um, for TV was to, uh, you know, everyone just gets green screen masks. So that mm. way you could just have uh, actors, uh, you know, add the lips in post <laughs> and right. then ADR the lines over it. it would be terrible. What, what are you thinking about the pumped in crowd noise on, say, you know, the, the stadiums that have zero people in it for football? Yeah, it's it's weird. Especially since it seems like it's just one button that has the same crowd noise. Like you'd think you'd have multiple buttons for different moods and emotions. Or I, I you know, I, I was talking about this with baseball too. Is like you, you just have one that's like the crack of the bat, home run, excitement noise, and then like the this is a close play and didn't like the way the ump called it, like booing noise. And you just have someone watching along and like ready to press the buttons, kind of like we what we do with our theme songs. But yeah. um. But no, it seems like, all right, we got one canned sound. That's going to apply to everything. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's it almost seems, maybe I'm just more aware of it now, mm-hmm. but like sometimes it maybe seems a little late or it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. But is it, and I don't know if you know the answer to this. Do the players hear it? Is it pumped into the stadium? It is, right? I think in different sports are doing it in different ways, I think. Oy. I think, yeah. Because, I mean, with basketball, you've got the big screens and the virtual audience, and they can kind of see that, like people cheering them on and trying to, like, be behind the um, the backboard, causing them to miss free throws by waving their arms still and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Uh, but then also, if we go away from sports, I mean, they just did the Emmys with no audience for the first time. How was that now? I didn't, I didn't see it, but I know you, you get into it each year. I do like the Emmys, yeah. So I almost forgot it was it. happening, though, because it's... This is a strange year, but uh, basically Jimmy Kimmel was hosting in some sort of sound studio. Uh, I'm sure they mentioned where I wasn't paying that close attention, but eventually um, presenters for the awards would walk out like what, like socially distanced from this hallway and kind of stand in the, the entrance of the hallway away from Jimmy. And then they'd cut to the nominees who were all zooming in their own homes. You know, so we got to see a lot of these celebrity homes and what they're doing. Some were doing small little uh, parties like uh, the big winner of the comedy awards was Schitt's Creek just swept everything, which is a great show. I love that show. Uh, But they, you know, it's Eugene Levy and his son, Dan Levy. And, you know, they'd had kind of this outdoor socially distanced 
party, but also they're in Canada, so Canada's playing it pretty safe too. So uh, they were all there to celebrate together, but some of these other people were just like by themselves in their own on their couch with their significant other and just like, yay. And then the most awkward part was when one of the nominees didn't win and they'd cut to that Zoom camera of them just like clapping by themselves for the other winner. <laughs> well, they do that when they're in person too. Yeah, they? but at least you're like surrounded by your friends or whoever you came with and like you're kind of consoling and like you're being polite and you, you're in an audience and you, you know the camera is always going to be able to cut to you. But like when you're by yourself and it's like a Zoom camera, it's like they're just going to cut to you. <laughs> When you're like, you're in the comfort of your own home. Like, I'm surprised none of these people were like, you know, cursing. Right, right. <laughs> Some real right. reactions coming out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess they have to be cognizant of uh, mm-hmm. of that Zoom camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I was watching them from, uh, from home. I went home for the weekend. Yeah, let's hear about this. So you went back to Massachusetts. You hadn't yeah. seen family in six months, which for me, it's been, you know, as long. Yeah. Other than, you know, my brother who was out here and so right. on. But go ahead. Yeah, so I went back because I had a couple shows uh, at college, a college campus, and uh, they're they're really good being secure. But uh, you know, I know there was even cases that popped up, uh, even as safe as they were they were being later in the news. But uh, but everything was fine when I was there, and because of this news story that came out, I've been very cautious watching my own symptoms and everything like that. And I you know I think because. I'm taking a lot of precautions in my stage shows. I'm not as worried, even if one or two cases pop up here and there uh, after the fact, because basically this was an outdoor tent show. There was no stage, no power. That's fine. But uh, we made it work. Uh, I kept everything socially distanced. I had my hand sanitizer. There was a breeze. We even set up an audience of just folding chairs, but kept everyone very spaced apart. Uh, And it was actually a good show. Like, I'm weird that I'm saying this uh, because... You know, the first one I did was a very much of a learning uh, situation, but uh, but now after I've kind of um, got the hang of it per se, it's starting to feel a little bit more normal being in person, dealing with the mask. There's still a lot of downtime to make sure those safety precautions are there, changing out the microphone cover, you know, washing your hands with hand sanitizer, but the the students were super appreciative. They loved it. They had a blast. Uh, because I mean, they're, they know, I think the students are at a point where they know they want to be good and make this work. Otherwise at some point, if COVID gets out of hand on campus, they're all going to be forced to go home and back living with their parents or whatnot. I don't think they want that. So, so I think, you know, being safe about it is, is key. So I I was happy with how those shows went. Um, and, uh, again, they're still not going to be something I'm actively seeking out, but I'm going to do from time to time, depending mm-hmm. on the situation and the safety precautions. But I found it interesting going into campus. They had you fill a waiver. And if you had any symptoms, you were not allowed on campus. And right. I thought that was smart. And I think that's yeah. a good way to handle it. But, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that was, uh, that was the reason I went up to Massachusetts, but the benefit was I got to see family. I got to, you know, I hung out in my, brother's backyard we were socially distanced out there and then uh i i cooked for my mom that was a big guy you know how to cook now this is all new yeah i mean that was a really special moment because like for 35 years of my life you know i was a very difficult eater uh you know dinner time growing up was always a cause of stress and everything like that and seriously yeah for me was a cause of stress for you were stressed 
I mean, even, especially when I was little and, you know, they're trying to like change my habits and they just, you know, I'm a very good fighter, so I was not having it. So <laughs> yeah, eventually stubborn. at some point they're just like, well, he's just going to do his own thing for dinner and, you know, at least join us, you know, if yeah. he makes his own whatever in the microwave, that's right. fine. But like, you know, so we'd have family dinners and I'd eat the things that I liked, but, you know, it was never super easy growing up. And then, mm -hmm. you know, now it's like now to like finally be able to, to cook and have a meal. We had a glass of wine and everything like that. And my mom comes home from work and, it, you know, food was ready for her. And That's it awesome. Was, it was really nice. It was really sweet. So is, um, she a, is she a picky eater? Did she return the favor for you and be like, ah, I don't like this? <laughs> That's what she should have done, but she's too sweet for that. No, no. She loved it. She said, <laughs> she said I could cook for her anytime. And what did I, you make her? I made her uh, one of the first things that came in my HelloFresh box, uh, which was interesting because I didn't have the ingredients. So I had to go like grocery shopping for the first time to grab all the things and, uh, you know, went through and really got to see firsthand all the uh, the, the whole food uh, prices. <laughs> but they really gouge up some of those. What, well, you mean whole food, meaning the, the, the store? Oh, yeah, 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 uh -huh. definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't normally go to that uh, supermarket and I haven't really ever bought like specific ingredients for a meal. So to see right. how like one meal tallies up, that was Well, the idea is the idea is you buy those things and you use right. them over In a period bulk, of time. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh but I made a, a red pepper cavatappi Milano pasta veggie dish. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I really would good. let you cook for me now, I think. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm proud of a whole you. different person you're talking to, huh? <laughs> yeah. So that's going well with the, 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 the HelloFresh and all that for you. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not even a sponsor. I know. <laughs> we got to get on that. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're just, you're plugging it simply because it's uh, like, something you're, yeah. you're having some good, good yeah. experience with. And that's it, great. It's even better. It changed my approach to food, I know, and, uh, you know, just still uh, still working on it and still trying to be healthier and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, it's a fun little project, especially during COVID times to, like, really buckle down and learn a new thing. So, You feel better? I mean, who knows? Maybe the lack of sleep, I'm not getting still <laughs> as a factor. I see. But, uh, mm -hmm. Who knows, really? You're still an insomniac. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. with some of these projects like, uh, you know, editing this newsletter that I edit and stuff like yeah. that, staying up late doing did, these did, projects. Did we already talk about the insomnia thing? Like, did, I, did you know mine's gone? No. I, we didn't talk about that? No. I know you were no. meditating. Yeah, so here's the thing. I'm telling myself it's the meditation that's helping. I'm really hoping that it's not that I'm not working. Oh, right. That's yeah, helping yeah. me Oh, sleep we did talk about this because of the adrenaline that you get off the stage. Yeah, 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 we did. We did. But yeah, yeah I'm just hoping like as soon as I go back mm -hmm. to doing shows and all that, which I love doing, I hope it doesn't yeah. also come with not sleeping because mm -hmm. quality of sleep is like so important. You're, you're a deep sleeper once you go into it, though. Right, right. I have trouble with, well, I'm, lately I'm, I'm just fine. So I'm not even going to jinx it. So, so now, what else did you do in Massachusetts? Wait, you, for the you week? have animals. Do that, does that ever affect your sleeping? Like, do they ever like jump on the bed or? Yeah. 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 A little bit. Yeah. It's one of the sacrifices you make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what but else was going on there in Massachusetts? Not a whole lot other than that, you know, just, it was good to just hang out and like have a couple days to, you know, relax and, uh, yeah. It was good to, good to be home. Awesome. 
But I did watch. I, I finished one of my goals. I finished the social dilemma that you were playing Dude. last week. And, and and was this a good recommendation or what? Yeah, I mean, it was already on my list, and I liked it. Uh, and it was a lot of things I already knew about social media, but to see them actually spelled out that way, <laughs> you know, was interesting. I found it fascinating that they decided to have. Um, a family, an, a family of actors act out some of these scenarios to really drive the point home. And I wonder if that's just to make a broader appeal to the documentary for those people who aren't like documentary people to be like, oh, there's a narrative behind this. So it's like, hey, that guy playing the AI, is he the guy from Mad Men? Yes, he is. Yes, he's the right, guy from right, Mad right. Men. <laughs> and the older sister, that's the girl from Moonrise Kingdom. Okay, great. I was just like recognizing all these actors that were, that were part of the family. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it was interesting to see how much it's just like that perpetual loop that's feeding people the same content over and over again. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you're more inclined to believe one conspiracy theory, they're going to throw other conspiracy theories at you to go down that rabbit hole. It's uh, it's wild. I can't think of a documentary right now that could be like it's it's hard to imagine that that, that documentary being more applicable to like everyone everyone really should see it mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. really opens your eyes you knew a lot of the things yeah i don't think most of us do i, didn't I learned know, a lot i didn't know there was a um i mean the, the the main guy they focus on i wish i had his name in front of me but i don't uh where he kind of left these his job at google i think it was or whatever big tech company he was at uh, because he realized this was becoming a problem, the social media and how addictive it is. It's built in to keep your attention no matter what. Uh, and he started his own organization about the ethics of technology. And I think that was fascinating. I didn't know that there was like organizations specifically geared towards that. The people who design the stuff won't let their kids use it. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. That's telling. That's very That's telling. Extremely telling. Like, oh my God. And uh, it affects everybody. It basically. I know uh, if you haven't seen this, it uh, this might seem out of context, but basically it just shows how our devices are really slowly but very effectively changing our human behavior. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's crazy. And they're using actually applied psychological techniques of, you know, that roulette wheel or the slot machine handle of checking your email where it's... Uh, it reminded me, they didn't really go into that old study, but it was a psychological study where it was like a, a mouse hitting a button, right? And it, periodically, randomly, it would reward them with food. And uh, because it was not a consistent pattern, the mouse just spent all day hitting the button and got addicted to that food reward, pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, and that's what's happening with our notifications and our emails as we're constantly checking for that social approval and they go into uh, you know the middle school how it affects like young kids too it's like we we were designed as um social creatures to get approval from our tribe you know way back when uh but we're not prepared our brains haven't evolved to get the approval from thousands if not hundreds of thousands if not millions of people you know and how that affects you know young adolescents where they post something and everyone's commenting and how that uh, changes your own perception of self-worth. Or it's no wild. one's commenting. Or no one's commenting worth. Yeah. And, and they even said, like, they didn't 
they didn't design this for people to become, you know, to to have these negative effects. Like the guy from Facebook's like, yeah, we just wanted to add some positivity by putting a little like thing, <laughs> you know, right. on the bottom, bottom <laughs> right. of people's posts and didn't know the ramifications. And I think that was the key takeaway from this documentary is that there's people making these decisions and uh, those decisions have uh, rippling effects that were possibly unintended. Uh, some were intended to get those, like I said, attention for the ad revenue and just the way that monetary uh, system is set up. But a lot of the things are, you know, all decisions that can kind of be reevaluated and seeing what what really can be done to fix all this. So Yeah, it, it lightly touches on human life. It, it, it lightly touches on various different parts of human life. I think it touched on politics a little bit, maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just crazy to think, I guess in regards maybe mostly to Facebook, but uh, social media in general, crazy to think when Facebook was created, what, 20 years I was, ago? Yeah. I don't know how many years ago it was. When I was in It was college. like literally meant to be like a... Yeah, let's connect like a, with other college kids. That's almost how it like a dating thing. Well, yeah, that was the original. I mean, they talk about that in the social network. How it was like yeah. a hot or not kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really was just kind of a thing to either make f friends or I remember know. when Facebook like started in just like a couple colleges and I, in college at the time you know it was like oh is our school gonna get it are we gonna get it and then like you had to log in with your edu email address to prove you were a college student and it was restricted and then I remember when they opened it up to everyone and College kids were like, this is our platform. What are they doing? How dare they? It's just so wild to think about that way back then and what this has become and how many people like are just using it now to stay in touch, especially virtually since we can't stay in touch in person. But we were doing this before the pandemic too, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's crazy, man. It's all crazy. And I ran my own little social experiment by posting something political of just things going on right now and i don't mm -hmm. tend to do that a lot but you know it's just exhausting everything going on in the world it's it's tiring well how did the experiment go well the experiment was that you know the people that only post uh comments on my political posts showed up again <laughs> that's the thing is and and i made the joke that it was like is it because you're seeking these out is it because i'm your only friend and that just shows up in your newsfeed but i mean really i know it's the algorithm it's pushing them the same content and the more political stuff you like and comment on the more they know you're going to interact with it so they're going to send you more of that stuff and uh, keep you logged in that's what it's all about and there was a short magic section yeah, I didn't know that ethical guy uh, studied magic, too. He did a nice coin trick. That coin yeah. finish was amazing. Everything he did looked great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one whose name you can't think of, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, sure we can look it well. up. But... It's kind of a unique name, I think. Okay. If I'll, I remember I'll encourage our listeners to uh, watch the documentary or at least do a Google search. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Yes. Watch it. If you have yeah. Netflix, please go and watch The Social Dilemma. It is... Mm -hmm. uh, it's very much important to because it, it's it's talking about stuff that is really really widespread and affecting almost everybody. Yeah, yeah. And how'd you do with your goal? Your goal is to be off social media because of that. And uh, I just thought that was an interesting time to have that goal specifically that you had a TV appearance uh, this week. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, I set a limit 
on did you know you, you have yeah. you use screen time on your phone there it'll tell you how long you've been on certain apps oh yeah sure. so i s- set a limit so that i can only go on social media for up to an hour yeah like combined all the social medias i can only go on for an hour a day and i never hit mm. the i never hit the hour and yesterday i hit it Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I was posting yeah. a bunch of things. That's why yeah. I hit it. And I was, yeah. I was sourcing all these different pictures and things. I was basically doing shout out to a bunch of magic heroes of mine. Right. So I had to find the photos. Of course. So I was on the app for a long time. So I got, I got shut out of Instagram uh, yesterday. But now it just so, kicks you off? It like boots you off? Yeah, it says you've exceeded your limit. Wow. It's like you put your own parental controls on. I did. And they're really easy to override, by the way. Yeah. But just having that one interrupt breaks the pattern, right? I, I, it helps. Yeah, it totally helps. I've never hit it before, so I guess this was me failing to, to maybe meet the goal. Um, but I'm going to continue well, that you goal. Hit the you have the limit so that you if you surpass it, you, you get that interrupt. There's a psychological study that I love uh, that's about um, popcorn in movie theaters. Remember those. <laughs> but, um, but when you used to have, uh, they did a study where they would give people the same amount of popcorn. And the first group would have a uh, giant tub. It would all be in one giant tub. The second group would have the same amount of popcorn, but divided up into separate bags, smaller bags. And they found out that just when you're not paying attention and just kind of casually watching the movie, that habitual nature of eating the popcorn, they realized the people who was served in the larger tin ate a lot more popcorn than those people that finished one small bag and then had to open another small bag and then open another small bag because there was intervals of interrupting that pattern. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Is this like a legitimate like study that was done with a, a decent sample size? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. Makes sense though. Yeah, it does make sense. So I think uh, we can all work on putting those little pattern interrupts for our addicting behaviors. Did you know you could do that with social media or any app on your phone? Oh, I'm aware of the screen time uh, like tracker. I avoid it because I'm embarrassed to even look. <laughs> I yeah, don't but, want uh, it to tell me. <laughs> did you know you could actually do your own parental control on it? I, I imagine you could, but uh, yeah. you know, I like to think I have some self-restraint, even though I know I probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're aware. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So what are your goals coming up, Matt? Uh, I, I guess that was my goal is to, to continue. Uh, my goal is to, by the next time we talk, which would be roughly a week from today, I'm going to try to not hit that, that limit again. You were, you were asking for goals last time. And, uh, I, I see that you're kind of like using the same one from last week. So I'm going to propose a goal for you. Okay. Cause I realized listening back to our last episode, I should have said it there. Uh, Star Wars, Matt, you gotta watch uh, Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Maybe one. Start with episode four. Do Which one release. do I start with? Episode four, A New Hope, which Why was is originally it? just called Star Wars. All right, I'll start with. I'm just gonna call it Star Wars because to me, it's not episode four. Well, it's th- you'll see immediately the scroll. It says episode four right at the start. Mm. Oh, That's how they were released, Matt. I'm already stressed out. That's to show this was part of a larger saga, and it got people excited for more. And it teased um, all these things that were coming out, and then they saw that they were the prequels, and some people liked them, but most people, not huge fans. Uh, this is going to be hard to do. All right. All At right. I got one. it. At least Noted. One. Noted. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What do you got? 
My goal was to tell you to watch Star Wars. No, it was not. <laughs> Already achieved. Is that really your goal? Yeah, I don't really have anything else that I can think of. Hey, I actually want right. to do some reading. No, I want to do some reading. I have a pile of books that have been just laying on my bed. Because that's where I keep I keep a stack of books that I want to read, like next to me, so that like, because usually when I read I fall asleep and I just drop the books anyway. So I was like, why don't I just leave them on the bed? But now that pile is getting very large. <laughs> I, I'm I'm buried I'm buried yeah. in books right now, and I yeah. I leave them in different areas around the house in hopes mm-hmm. that I'll pick them up, and I do. Yeah. But um yeah I'm buried as well, so I can definitely relate to that and. Uh, you know, the, the recent weeks have been more busy. The past four or five weeks have just been more busy with things, so I haven't done as much reading as I want to, but that's a great goal. Anything specific? I know you had the Simpsons one that you did read. What I else you got? I did read that. Um, there's a couple magic books that have just been on my shelf I want to read through, um, yeah. get some ideas, maybe get back in that like creative headspace to try and come up with some more stuff. You should. You should yeah. do that now. Now's a great time for it. Yeah. Yeah, this will be a good week to do it because all my other projects are about wrapping up. So I'll have some downtime. Let me know if you have any ideas. I want to see them. Yeah, we'll share them for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you have any ideas for the podcast, you can email us. How about that segue? I liked <laughs> you, it. You can email us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think on social media at mindmagicpodcast.com. No, what is it? Mind Magic Pod on all the social media. Uh, find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. That's where we normally post. And uh, yeah, let us know. Uh, we want to hear if you have riddles to submit. That would be great. If you have trivia to submit, or even if you just have topics you want to tell us about, uh, that would be great. And we can go through that. I have a charitable thing I want to mention really quick. Oh, uh, yes, please do. So we. Just, this is a nonpartisan organization that just encourages people to vote, rock the vote. Mm, that's and a good one. Yeah. So from October 5th through 11th, a bunch of people are donating um, proceeds from Cameo. Mm. Different percentages. Uh, mine's 100%. So between uh, October 5th and October 11th, if you book a Cameo with me uh, to give a shout out to yourself or a friend or a happy birthday, whatever it is, uh, you want me to say 100% of that will go to Rock the Vote, which I thought was pretty cool, October 5th through 11th. And uh, I'm sure a lot of other people are participating in that as well. I don't have a list, but it um, seems like a good time to to maybe do that. Yeah, get out get out there, vote. Uh, it's your, um, your right as an American. Uh, so, yeah, do your part. Mm-hmm. And thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks uh, for hanging. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. So thanks so much. Bye bye.